Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 182 of the People Powered Business Podcast. 182, we're really hurtling towards that 200 episode mark, which is a little bit exciting. I might reach out to you all and see what you'd like to hear about in the 200th episode of the podcast. But welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited today because we have a guest expert joining us on the podcast. And today we are talking about team meetings. Now, do you have regular meetings with your team in your small business? Do you catch up with your team regularly? Maybe like many of our members of People Powered HR, you do team meetings because you know they're really important, but often you really don't think you're getting the best value out of that time. I know many of our members say that they're kind of sick of hearing their own voice in their team meetings. They really want to get their team engaged in the meeting and participating in the meetings. But sometimes that feels like really hard work, no matter what they've tried to get that happening. So how can we hold team meetings that matter, team meetings that have impact, that people participate and engage in and aren't all about us just talking? Well, I thought the best way to find out was to chat to an expert on this. And today I'm really thrilled to be joined by Kat Matson of Impactful Presenters. Now, before I tell you more about Kat, I do want to let you know that she has a free workshop running really soon, just after this episode goes live, mid-September 2023, if you're listening later on. But this is a great workshop for those of you who maybe find it hard to articulate yourself when it counts, whether you're just talking to one employee or to your team or maybe on a bigger stage. Maybe you struggle to distill complex info and concept in, concepts into simple messages that your audience can understand. Maybe you can talk under wet cement, like me, but struggle to get your message across. That is something I have definitely struggled with. Or you feel a bit of imposter syndrome, you get the complete stage fright nerves when you need to speak publicly, or you feel like you've got nothing to say, but you know that you want to speak and be able to articulate yourself better, this free workshop is perfect for you. It's called the Speaking with Impact Workshop. You can get the link in today's show notes if you want to join in with this workshop with Kat, um, or just head over to impactfulpresenters.com and all the details will be there. So for those who don't know Kat or haven't come across her before, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is the CEO and lead facilitator of Impactful Presenters. She empowers business owners and community leaders to speak with confidence, authority, authenticity and impact. She's a popular and accomplished speaker, MC and moderator, and she's known for her straight talking and realness and how to really extract the juice from her clients. Now, I have personally worked with Kat. I've participated in her programs, so I absolutely vouch for everything that she does. Um, She's such a genuinely fabulous human being, so I was thrilled to be able to bring her on the podcast today. So Kat and I chatted about team meetings, and I shared with her some of the frustrations that I know our people-powered HR members and my consulting clients have when it comes to team meetings, and got her words of wisdom and her advice on how we can have 
better team meetings. And she shares in this discussion a really awesome three-part framework to help you make sure that every team meeting that you hold has the impact you want it to, you're able to influence your team how you would like to, and your team meetings aren't just all about your voice and you're getting your team involved as well. So without further ado, let's welcome Kat Matson to the podcast. Kat Matson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Christy Lee. It's awesome to be here. I'm so excited to have you here today because today we are, we've got a juicy topic to dive into. But before we get into that, I have done the formal bio intro for you, but I always like to hear from my guests in their own words about who they are and what they do and who they're passionate about supporting. So tell us a little bit about the work you do and, um, and the clients you work with. It's funny, Christy Lee, because I often, um, I always enjoy hearing what I say about this myself because it changes. <laughs> well, only a little bit kidding. So I'm Kat. I run a business full-time these days. It used to be a side business, but now it is my full-time thing called Impactful Presenters, where I work with business owners and community leaders and I'm going to say corporate and impact-orientated leaders to stop rambling, stop waffling, stop thinking out loud, or worse, just lose their words when they need them. And I work with people like that to speak with authority, with authenticity, oh my goodness, with authenticity, with confidence and with impact. There's a couple of reasons why I do it. One, because I have been speaking on stages all of my life. And whilst in hindsight, I realize I learned all of those skills it's a part of my skill set that I've had for so long that I've always been able to capitalize on it. I've always been able to, you know, build my profile, engage rooms at scale, influence at scale. And people would ask, how, how can I do that? So that was one reason. But the second reason is because for the best part of the last eight years, I was spending, well, I was working in the public sector, working for local councils. And what I watched happen was the decisions that happen in large corporates, in government, are being made by people who are at the table, the proverbial table. And the people who are at those tables look the same, sound the same, think the same. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how society works. But if we're going to change some of the wicked challenges that we're up against at the moment in the world, then we need different voices at those tables. And in order to get different voices at the tables, then we need different voices, that is, people who don't look and sound and think the same as the people currently at the tables. We need to have those people able to be heard. Mm. And I don't think yelling at the people who are at those tables works mm. instead we have to I'm going to say earn our place at the table and I know that people will find that offensive a little bit because everybody should be there and influence is influence how do you influence friends and influence people then you you make space for yourself so that was a very long answer to that's what I do and why I do it I love it and having worked with Kat now uh, for some time she's one of those people that makes it look very easy when it comes to uh, even just having a conversation where you're trying to get your message across clearly and articulately and as you said not get lost in your words or lose your train of thought um, and thanks to Kat I now have an excellent storage amount of post-it notes in all sorts of colours <laughs> at the ready yes and there's some in her background those for those that are catching the video version of this now what I know Kat is a lot of the work that you do is about 
people that are perhaps nervous about presenting in front of a big audience or having to navigate quite a big discussion. But what I also know is that the the things that you teach in your program and the work that you do is equally important for those of us who are perhaps having smaller conversations and even one-on-one conversations. And in my case, I've certainly seen that play out when I'm dealing with our business owners with their teams. And so today on the podcast, we're chatting about team meetings and particularly facilitating effective and impactful team meetings so that business owners and leaders and managers can really have the impact they want to with their team and influence their people in the right direction. And this is something that I know the business owners that I work with really tend to struggle with. Now, you've worked, as you said, in in, in you know, local council, in, in the public space, as well as in corporate and with small business. Do you see the challenge of team meetings cross across all of those spheres? Absolutely. Yep. Mm. Team meetings. In some respects, team meetings are the bane of everyone's existence, right? They see them in the calendar and they go, ah, all right, I've got all of this work that needs to be done, but now I've got to go to a team meeting. So there's a real there's often a real resentment or at least a resistance to rocking up to the standing meeting where people feel like not much is happening. Mm, It's interesting. And so do you, from what you've seen in your experience, do you feel like team meetings are in place? And and I know there's the joke about particularly in the public space, you're having a meeting about a meeting about a meeting. There's lots of layers there. But do you think across the board, team meetings often lack purpose and that's part of the issue? Yes, and part part of the issue is because the team meeting got set up as a standing recurring meeting many months ago, perhaps by the predecessor, perhaps because it's company mandated, and then because they do become that um, resented Mm. rhythm, nobody really takes ownership of them, nobody really thinks consciously into what are we doing with this hour of everyone's time. And, and you know, that, that joke about a meeting about a meeting about a meeting, that can actually be really powerful. In fact, m- meeting to prep the meeting to prep the, to prep the meeting is actually ridiculously powerful when it's done from a place of how are we taking our audience or our stakeholders on the journey? What do we strategically need to do to line things up, to plant seeds, to make sure we're all singing from the same song sheet. But oftentimes, because we're not thinking strategically, it does just become a conversation that could have been an email, that could have been Mm. a memo, that could have been actually a quick, hey, what do you reckon about this conversation Mm. in the hallway? It's got to have the right intent, doesn't it? I mean, you go and have a meeting without any purpose or intent to it, or of course you're not going to get any buy-in or any engagement. And the the point about timing earlier where you said that it's in our diary for an hour, that's a real bugbear for me. You know, a meeting should only be as long as a meeting needs to be. I'm all about efficiency. Totally. And there's a really interesting balance for me between efficiency and effectiveness. Mm. So meetings have different purposes. A team meeting, a standing team meeting, it's going to be slightly different for every team, but every time I've run teams, it's always been around, it needs to be around connection mm-hmm. because people need to feel connected. They need to feel connected to each other, to the work, to the purpose, to the longer-term goals, to the vision. Now, when you hear those things, longer-term goals, vision, then what comes up as an agenda item is, oh, I'll just remind everybody of our current projects. Boring. Mm-hmm. 
But when you come back to that softer stuff, it's about connection, it's about um, connecting with each other, then the question to ask is, well, how do I create space for a conversation that connects? How do I create space for a conversation that allows everyone to be heard, allows projects to progress, not necessarily from an efficiency, we've ticked everything off the list, but from an effectiveness of the team is feeling tighter, the team is feeling more aligned. There's there's been that connection opportunity. And that's where what you were saying before around that intent, the meeting, Mm. the intent for the meeting needs to be really clear. And we need to step out of our... um, well, actually, I think we need to step out of our templates. I think part of the problem wow. that happens is we literally just go to last month's meeting agenda and we copy and paste. It's like it's no wonder it's boring as <laughs> BS. That that point about connections really interesting. And one of our people powered HR members flagged this when I asked a question in the Facebook group that their meetings have kind of become about task lists and and getting things done. And she'd really like her meetings to be more about the team connecting with each other. So are there any, I guess, strategies? Is it just about asking better questions and having different formats to the meeting? Or, or what are the strategies that you've seen work really well when it comes to creating connection in team meetings? One, there's a there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I think first of all, it's creating different formats. Mm-hmm. So actually not meeting in a meeting room. Um, you know, going going to the local park or sitting outside or going out for a coffee. And yes, I know that I mean it might may not be so true for your listeners, but I know in council it was always, well, but who's paying? Everyone, we're all paying for our own coffee and then we're going to sit down at the, at the table. Um, but creating a social context, mm. even though it's a, a gendered meeting, instantly shifts how we sit down and how we start talking to each other. It is absolutely about the kind of questions that we're asking and I like to have space at the start of a meeting for a general check-in and uh, uh, literally around the grounds, what's everyone up to? what's going on, not necessarily in your life in a deep dive perspective, but just just a check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I use a process called what I feel like saying where everyone just goes around the room to get present. And that can be everything from what I feel like saying is that I just got cut off in traffic and I'm really angry to I'm really excited about going out to dinner tonight or I'm actually just really feeling stressed right now. I've got too much going on. But it's just that notion of giving people the space to get present to them and getting present to who else is in the room. I think in terms of connecting and asking better questions too, it's as a as the facilitator of a meeting, I will do my best to tap into people's strengths or what I know is going on for people when I then specifically call on them to contribute. Mm. Christy Lee, I know you've had some experience in another context in this. What do you think? Mm. Because inviting somebody in to share information or share experience that might not be obvious Mm. is a really powerful way of going, oh, I didn't know she did that. I didn't know that she could help with that. So yeah, it's been it's being present and realizing that the purpose of the meeting is not just to tick things off the list, it's to connect and build build a team. 
Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. And you can mix it up as well. You know, in my experience, I'm, I'm thinking of a client I worked with a few years back, they would have a regular weekly meeting and they had a really nice structure where there was a lot of sharing going on. But once a month, that meeting would move to the factory area where they would have a barbecue breakfast and it was a stand-up meeting rather than a sit-down meeting. And yes, there were items that still needed to be, you know, addressed in the weekly meeting. But just that change up of going down to the factory, having a barbecue breakfast, uh, one of the directors was cooking the breakfast and everyone just standing around rather than sitting in the meeting room, just change things up. And it changes the, the dynamic of the meeting as well. Food, food is magic. Standing up is magic. Different environment is magic. Barbecue is absolutely magic because what happens What happens whenever, What happens while the barbecue is being cooked? Mm-hmm. Everybody else is talking. Yep. It's a completely different vibe. Yep. Um, so, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and recognising that that time is just as valuable, mm-hmm. if not more valuable, than the half hour we've ticked it all off the list meeting. Mm, interesting. One of the other challenges that I hear business owners talk about a lot is that they're sick of hearing their own voices in meetings. So they're very keen to have meetings with their team. They understand the importance of team meetings. And sometimes with uh, the clients I work with, I'll encourage them to bake it into a toolbox talk or something else that can work for them. But the feedback I get is, how do I get my people to talk in the meetings, to engage in the conversation? And how can it be not just about me talking? And I think this can be an interesting angle because I know from experience that when we've got a mix of introverted and extroverted people on our teams, our introverted people are far less likely to speak up unless they've had time to prepare or they know it's coming, of course. And then when we invite that conversation, it's the extroverts that can tend to jump right in. But in small teams, I think there's even a bit more resistance to maybe participate and speak up because it's kind of like an echo chamber. It's only a really small team. What do I say? I don't want to be embarrassed in front of the boss. I don't know whether you've seen any of that and whether you maybe have some tips as to how we can get our team talking so we don't have to do all the talking. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And different organisations and different organisational cultures are mm. worse or better for this. So there's a few things. The first one is start the meeting with a conversation, like mm. actually have people talking. That's why an around the ground is good because it actually gets everybody talking so it's not a sit and receive. Remember that a lot of people will rock up to a meeting and will automatically engage their old school behavior you know and they walk in and they sit down and it's like being in a classroom and they receive the information from the boss and then they leave sorry the teacher the boss it's all the same right and it's unless we've created a different environment that's what gets set up I think too as as leaders we're also just as what's the word I'm going to say guilty, and I don't yeah. necessarily mean guilty, but we're just as guilty as our team members in falling into those roles. Mm-hmm. We we feel the pressure to now fill the silence. Oh, everybody's looking at me, so I better say something because otherwise it's a waste of time. Ask questions. Mm. Go in with some questions prepared. Go in knowing what what is the purpose of this meeting and what do I want to elicit from my team and what will be the questions or what will be the discussion that I can use to get that. And then one of the other things that I find, and this is across the board, whether it's team meetings or just speaking, we ask a question, but then we're really uncomfortable with the silence. So we really quickly fill it back in. And, you know, I I teach in the Impactful Presenters program that one of the things you want to do is you say, do you have any questions? Mm -hmm. 
and you open up your hands and you wait. You wait. Somebody else will get more uncomfortable than you with the silence and they'll feel it. And then you repeat it. You don't then say, oh, thanks, Christy Lee, and you move on to the next one. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. And you wait. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's about creating the space for, for the conversation. If you've set up that your team meetings are a space where you do all the talking, then that's, guess what's going to happen? Your people are going to show up expecting that you're going to do all the talking. Yeah, and I think that transition, if that's the kind of meeting pattern you've been in, it's about making a transition away from that. And sometimes that's just a matter of saying, we're going to change this effective next meeting and this is how we're going to do things differently. And one of the strategies I've seen work really well is baking into the meeting a win and a challenge from the last month or week or whatever the meeting rhythm is so that everyone knows coming to the meeting, they're going to have to talk about that. So they're prepared and it's given everyone a little bit of time to reflect. And just by baking in something that is something they're going to have to do will encourage more general conversation, I find, as well, because they learn to expect that the meeting isn't just about you as the manager talking. Couldn't agree more. And, in fact, one of the frameworks that I've often used is speed bumps, bottlenecks, and roadblocks. Mm. So I'll ask people to think, and we act like it's a dedicated agenda item, and it's the opportunity for everyone to share one or more of the speed bumps, bottlenecks, or roadblocks that they're currently up against, one so everybody else can be aware of it. It's like, oh, so that's why Courtney's been so stressed because she's just she's dealing with this bottleneck. Two, nine times out of the ten, can I just say as the leader, I'm the bottleneck? Yeah, Kat, I'm just waiting for you to approve this. Oh, yeah, Kat, I'm waiting for you. Okay, Kat, I'm waiting for you to. Okay, thanks. Good to know. <laughs> but it also then gives us the opportunity to brainstorm the solutions. Mm. Um, so and thinking through that framework of a speed bump, a bottleneck or a roadblock also invites people to go, this is why I haven't been able to progress my project. It's something that's solvable or it's something that I need escalation with. Generates conversation and nine times out of 10, it gets solved and we all move on. Mm. But it's also a conversation facilitation tool. It's literally just we're all in the do. Let's just pause for a moment and figure out how to keep moving forward rather than staying stuck in the mud. Mm. Yeah, I really like that one as well. And I think then people that have capacity might put their hand up and say, oh, actually, I've got some time. I can help you with that. And it also allows you as the business owner or the manager to see any patterns that might be starting to occur where, hold on, weren't we talking about this last meeting and the meeting before? Why are Mm -hmm. we still stuck here? So you can see if someone is really stuck or just in, a, as you said, a speed bump kind of situation. Yeah. And you're also then, you're, you're also then teaching your team how to recognize the severity of different problems and how to solve them so you know the follow-up then is to say to the person do you need help with that speed bump or are you okay with it or do you need help with that roadblock or is it a legitimate roadblock do we need to do we need to have a conversation around how we're going to do this differently so it it invites a different level of responsibility and shared problem solving, but also shared strategy as well. Mm, Yeah, I really like that. Another tactic that I've seen play out, and I've got mixed opinions on this, so I'm keen to hear yours, is sharing around the responsibility of chairing or running the team meeting. Now, the premise is that everyone gets a turn and that everyone will get comfortable with it, but I find it dilutes the impact. What do you think? I agree with you, Christy Lee. Um, And I've been in both environments and, in fact, 
um, in my most recent role in a regional council, that was exactly what my team asked to do. They said, Kat, we want to share the agendas we want to share. And I was like, okay, I don't necessarily like it, but okay. A few things happen. First of all, you don't then get consistency. So you do lose a sense of rhythm and reliability, which builds trust and whatnot. Second, you run the risk of what should be and is an important gathering gets missed because that week's chair or that month's chair was too busy, isn't a good chair, um, just didn't, you know, forgot, all those kind of things. I also, and this might sound a little bit controversial and I'm just checking myself before I say it, but (laughs) it's our job, right? As the business owner or as the leader, it's our job to lead. I don't. I don't expect the chairman of the board to abdicate responsibility to a senior manager when it's time to chair the board meeting. It's our job. And I think there are other ways that you can both empower your team to speak up and to take stronger stronger roles within the meeting. And I think there is something important about us taking responsibility on creating the optimum environment and not abdicating responsibility by going, you do it, I don't want it anymore. I think that's a really important point, actually, because I I, I do see that happen where the business owner will maybe not enjoy being that person or just be looking for different ways to engage people. We need to continue to own the team meeting as our meeting. That doesn't mean we don't get engagement and participation and input, but we've got to own the meeting because this is our business. We've got to own the outcomes. We've got to own the value of the meeting and the purpose of the meeting. So we need to retain ownership whilst also creating that sense of connection and engagement and value. I think that's the most important thing. You want every meeting. You know, we only have so many hours in a day, in a week, in a month. Every meeting we have has to be valuable to those that are participating, whether it's to give them clarity or to move things forward. There's got to be a sense of value in it, but we need to own it. Absolutely. And, I mean, one one of the things that I have done in one of my companies many years ago was on the agenda. I used to have listed all of the attendees with a column for their value per hour, Mm. their dollar value per hour. So you could just see at a really quick glance, this meeting is valuable. It's costing us money. It needs to deliver something. Um, So, yeah, being really present to the fact that not only is there an opportunity cost, like because it's stopping people from doing things, Mm -hmm. but this needs to deliver something. The other thing that just popped into my head as you were talking is we, as business owners and leaders, we probably haven't consciously asked ourselves what is our role as meeting chair or meeting leader, like it it is team meetings are one of those hygiene factors. It's like brushing your teeth. You don't, you know, you've got to do it, but you don't necessarily think about it. And one of the things that I talk a lot about in the Impactful Presenters program and in the Speaking With Confidence podcast is you you are always asking yourself where where am i taking my listener where 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 do i want them to be by the end of this interaction where are they now and how do i move them through that and that is very true for a team meeting where where are my team at now where do i want them to be at the end of this time period and how do i facilitate how do i structure a conversation 
that takes them closer to where I want them to be. And that requires conscious thought and effort and intent. Mm. I love that framework as a, I I guess, a focal point for having team meetings because if we're going to have these meetings, we want to be able to influence our team, whether it's to get them to the big annual goal or to move them in a certain direction. But I think a lot of business owners get stuck on, I don't know how to do that. But if we think very simply about in this particular meeting, what's the journey? Where are they starting? Where are they finishing? And then, you know, maybe you're mapping out your meetings well in advance and you can start to think more strategically about And then at the next meeting, we're going to make this next point. Because what I see happen a lot is a lot of the tick boxing kind of stuff in meetings. So a client um, that I'm thinking of, they every meeting they're talking about a new policy or a value, but it's just because they feel like that's ticking the box. And if I did that activity that you just suggested of listing out hourly rates for everyone in attendance at those meetings, including some outsourced providers like myself, there's a lot of money being spent at very lengthy meetings because they're not clear. They're just trying to move through the process. So it's about intent and really being clear about what we're trying to uh, deliver here. Yeah. And uh, I want to pick up on your point around influence. Mm. As a leader, there are times when we are directing, we're telling, there are other times when we're facilitating. And then there's other times when we're actually quite softly influencing. And all three of those elements are probably true in a meeting and so we need to we need to be clear on which part of this meeting am i directing in which part of this meeting am i facilitating and where am i influencing what 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 are the outcomes that i'm influencing you know you you're probably thinking about influencing culture and behaviors and what those you know those elements you're possibly looking for how do you call out the behaviour that you want without overtly calling out the behaviour that you don't want. So you're you're acknowledging and stroking the behaviours that you want from people. Mm. The direction piece, you know, often I often say, you know, if if I'm directing, then that possibly should be done in a one-on-one or in a in your project management software, whatever it yeah. is. I don't know where the policy stuff fits. Policy probably needs to be just sent out beforehand and then mentioned. By the way, if you haven't read your emails, a new policy was released. Um, But, yeah, you've you've got to be really thoughtful. Mm. And I think all three elements have to be in every team meeting for a team meeting to be successful. And I think where a lot of people are probably getting caught up is that the team meeting is all about telling and that there's not enough facilitating and influencing in every meeting. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And that goes right back to the question that we started with around, I'm tired of hearing my own voice. Yes. Well, that's because everyone's just sitting here waiting for the instructions. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And a team meeting might involve instructions, but it shouldn't be the only thing that a great team meeting has. So it's about, I think that is the the, the great takeaway from our chat is layering those three things into every team meeting. And that's how you'll be able to have more impact and influence and have better team meetings because no one wants a wasted time meeting. It's the worst case scenario. And the other thing I will just pick up on again is allowing silence. This is something Uh I talk about all the time, particularly when we're having difficult conversations with our team and we feel this need to quickly jump in and give them a compliment about something else or just layer in too much detail. We do as leaders need to be comfortable with sitting in a little bit of silence because that's when the thoughts happen. That's when the idea, someone 
gets the courage to speak up and share an idea that perhaps they wouldn't otherwise. So I agree with you. Someone else will get more uncomfortable with the silence far more quickly than we do. And we Mm -hmm. need to allow for that. We need to allow space for that. And it's something you do need to practice and get used to. It's not comfortable for everyone, um, but it is such an important tool in your sort of toolkit of having these great meetings, I think. Absolutely. And look, let's face it, a lot of the elements of leadership weren't comfortable when we first started leading, but we've learned them. So this is just another one of them. You know, it's literally going, okay, all right, here we go. Yeah. Here's another one. Exactly. It's just practice, practice, practice. But Mm -hmm. I think there's some great tips that you've shared there, Kat, that we can all layer in to our team meetings to improve the quality of them and what we're getting out of them, but also to improve the experience for everyone in the meeting. So I appreciate that. It's been fantastic. Now, you've got a little workshop coming up very soon that we want to let people know about. And if you are listening or you're watching the video version of this and you would like to learn how to uh, present with more impact and speak with more impact, tell us about the workshop, Kat. So the workshop happens over four lunchtimes because I know we're all busy Mm -hmm. Um, and also because I'm a big believer in layering information. So rather than trying to do two hours at once, I literally do four half hours over the course of four days and it's called Speaking with Impact. And as you mentioned earlier, Christy Lee, whether you're trying to create impact at scale from a stage in your social media with a large team, or whether it's just wanting to do better with your one-on-one conversations and everything in between, being intentional, being structured, being powerful in how we speak is key. In fact, I say it's the secret source to professional Mm. success. So the Speaking with Impact workshop series covers off on all of that. It will show you how to distill your complex information. It will show you how to check in with where your audience might be at rather than just bombarding them with all of the things. There's a few other little cute pieces. So um, bombarding yeah. our audience with information. It's something I would never do. <laughs> never, 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 never. No, no. Biohoses Anonymous is yes. becoming a bit of a running joke in uh, in, in my community. No, who who would do that? Yeah. But I, I get that at the end of the day, what I'm all about is empowering people to influence through micro conversations. How do you how do you land your message? You know, just one conversation at a time because that's where the juice is. That is absolutely where the juice is. Mm. And it's so much more digestible, one conversation at a time. It's not about anything big. And and I think this absolutely applies to all of you with team because it's one conversation at a time that gets you to a high-performing team. Correct, correct. So, so jump on um, yeah, to this workshop. I'll have put a link in today's show notes. Um, so make sure you jump in there. But if you just go to impactfulpresenters.com, all the links will be there, I'm sure. All the links. But the direct link will be in today's show note. Kat, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been great to chat to you. Thank you so much, Christy. I really appreciate it. 